Remain seated, please. Permanecer sentados, por favor. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to our fourth episode of the Caped Podcast, brought to you from uh, all of our houses at quarantine. We got Francis, Christian, Haley, and Garrett of the Officer Board here today, and we have a very special guest coming to us from Florida. <laughs> yes. <laughs> awesome. And uh, go ahead and introduce yourself to the fine listeners at home. Hello, fine listeners. Hey, I'm Jamie Marie Pingalinen. I am the current vice president for the TA at UCF. I obviously am attending UCF and I'm studying business management and digital media. Fantastic, fantastic. Um, wonderful to have you here. Wonderful to have you. Where could you pinpoint your in, or where your interest sort of began in perhaps pursuing a career in the theme entertainment industry or just in general? Um, so I'm actually originally from Virginia. So when I was younger, my parents would bring us, you know, to the parks and stuff, uh, Six Flags in DC, um, Kings Dominion and Bush Gardens, Williamsburg. Um, when I was old enough, my parents actually, we became season pass holders at Bush Gardens, Williamsburg. And that's where I kind of hit the milestones for myself in terms of, you know, theme park rides. Um, I wrote my big first coaster, which was Big Bad Wolf. And it's now been replaced by um, Verbolton, which is actually a great ride. Great and I've also, I rode my first roller coaster that went upside down called Loch Ness Monster. Um, that's when I kind of realized that coasters are really cool. Um, when I finally got over my uh, fear of them. And that's when I started like going on YouTube and just binge watching YouTube videos of roller coaster POVs. Like I would literally <laughs> spend days doing that. Um, and then, yeah, it's so great. Um, and then eventually I started getting like suggested videos for like dark rides and water rides and stuff. I was like, oh, that's cool. I didn't know those were really a thing. Um, Cause you know, all the parks in Virginia are, are pretty like low key, just amusement parks um, with like the occasional dark ride. Um, and that's when I realized like, oh wait, like there's a whole nother thing to this. That's kind of cool. Um, so I started researching the industry and you know, like a lot of people, you know, they wanna design coasters. So I was like, I wanna be a roller coaster, you know, designer. That sounds really cool. Um, I started researching the industry and that's when I came across like what Imagineering was. And I was like, oh wow. Okay, like there's another whole world to this. Um, and I like made the decision in middle school, late middle school, like I wanna be a roller coaster engineer. So I started doing competitive robotics. I was like extremely obsessed with theme parks. Um, first time I went to Universal Studios Florida and Islands of Adventure, I was intrigued, especially being a huge Harry Potter fan. Um, so my obsession like really started in middle school and just grew all throughout. Um, I obviously changed my major because I realized engineering is a little too hard for me, um, but my love for the industry hasn't died uh, despite that. I just think it's, it's great, you know, the people who create all the rides and then obviously the team members and cast members who are able to continue the creative integrity and make those memories for the guests. So yeah, I mean, that's, that's a short version. I hope it was short enough at least. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. That's really awesome. I, I guess I speak for a lot of us out here that, um, you know, uh, YouTube's accessibility with, you know, ride videos and all that really helped. Oh yeah, definitely. <laughs> and, um, yeah, there's just a lot, there's a lot of offerings that, um, it's like kind of in like a niche area, but at the same time, it's like, it's so deep and involved. That's just, um, when you finally find it and access it, like the theme entertainment industry, it's such a surprise. I'm like, yeah, it's, it's a really cool. close knit community. And you learn that like, 
really quickly. Uh, I guess moving on, um, I know you're, in, uh, you're pretty much involved heavily in the TEA. And I just wanted to ask you if you could like a question about that or two. Um, yeah, I guess, how, like, how did you find the TEA and um, like, what was your start with it? So freshman year, when I was still an engineering major, um, they were posting flyers all over the engineering building and I saw it and I was like, well, that's kind of, that's kind of the people I want to be with. Uh, so I went to the first general meeting and I like immediately made friends with someone and I'm still really close friends with him um, for the fact that we both worked at Universal, um, which is great. And yeah, like the TEA um, really made me realize like I'm in the right place. I'm in the right club and I'm making the right connections. Um, so they actually had two officer positions open my freshman year. And my strategy was I'm going to run, but not tell anyone I'm a freshman because then they might not vote for me. Yeah. So I ran, I ran for the programs chair position. Uh, I think I, I killed it. I think didn't tell them I was a freshman and then I got the position. Yeah. So <laughs> I've been an officer since my first semester at UCF. And honestly, it's been great. Um, the growth of the club has been so good um my first year and a half with the club we had consistently maybe 10 to 15 members show up uh we didn't have a lot of opportunities for our members you know we just did really small design competitions we competed in the ryerson invitational you know we had socials here and there uh, but we weren't that big um it wasn't until my second year of programs chair that we started growing. Um, we had more socials, we had more consistent people, and now we have 30 to 40 people consistently attend our meetings, um, which is great. Yeah, uh, we number. launched our first internal spring design competition last year. Um, we competed in the Ryerson Invitational, you know, again, but the past November in 2019, was the first time we came home with a trophy. We came home with uh, first in land design and first in overall art design. Uh, we launched our first big fall project last year, which was an escape room. We're getting ready to launch our second fall project this year. Um, we've done a lot more socials. We've been a lot more relevant in the community, uh, volunteering with Give Kids the World, um, giving our members a lot of more opportunities through workshops and that design competition. So TA definitely, has grown a lot and um i'm really proud to be part of that process so yeah i love the club it's great <laughs> that's so cool you guys have so many things you're you're um setting up and doing and that's really awesome um curious question to ask um we've all been trying to adjust to you know quarantine and everything like that uh have there been interesting things you've been doing i guess with tea and i guess other clubs you're involved in to adjust in times like this yeah, so personally, for T8 UCF, we had to cancel a few things, mainly our spring design competition, uh, which really did suck because it was our second year of doing it. We had judges lined up from Walt Disney Imagineering, Universal Creative, and Falcons Creative, and we had to, you know, drop the bomb on all the teams like, hey, like, it's being canceled now. I'm so sorry. Yeah. Um, and then uh, once Ryerson basically announced that they're kind of halting or suspending the competition, uh, we kind of started panicking so um the first week of april i believe that's when we hosted it um me and our president megan gelfo we hosted a themed entertainment club leaders check-in in response to pandemic because we knew if we were struggling everyone else was going to be struggling um so i think that's our that's been our biggest response so far is um doing that check-in to see how everyone else was doing um right now as a club 
we're still planning to do the things we want to do in the fall, the fall project, the possibility of us um, hosting a meetup for other themed entertainment clubs. That's still in the process. So um, we're really hoping that that all still works out. Um, but, you know, with this going on, we'll see what happens. Yeah, we're kind of in the same um, the same boat as well, just mm -hmm. with our clubs. And uh, we've been adjusting too, but, you know, keeping our fingers crossed. So. I, I saw that you worked at Universal for about a year or two years-ish, if I'm not mistaken, and then you ended up getting an internship there. Um, I guess, would you mind talking about your time just working there first? Yeah, sure. So Universal has always been a dream company of mine. Um, like a lot of people, I love Universal and Disney, but there's just something about Universal that lures me in. Um, so I actually applied to be a team member even before I moved to Orlando in 2017. And I got a role in event operations in August of 2017. Um, you don't really know who event operations is, but they're literally all over the park. Uh, that was a really fun time. I got to do a lot of cool things. I got to work HHN, um, the magic of Christmas at Hogwarts Castle, the holiday parade, productions, so many cool things. Um, and I knew that you know, this was a company that I wanted to develop in. And at that time, Event Operations was running the crowd control for Magic of Christmas at Hogwarts Castle and eventually Nighttime Lights at Hogwarts Castle. And we were, they were looking for lead positions um, to help fulfill that. And I knew I wanted to do the crowd control. So I applied to become a team lead with Event Operations and I got it. And it was really cool because that was about seven months into the company. Um, into the company and the department, I was offered a team lead position. Uh, definitely learned a lot doing that. I developed a lot. I got to learn a lot how to deal with guest situations, how to collaborate with other departments. Um, and I got to work in the village of Hogsmeade for most of my lead time until that operation was passed off to attractions. Um, but yeah, I enjoyed event operations. I think it was a unique start into the theme park industry um, just because I wasn't stuck in one park. I wasn't stuck in a venue or a restaurant. I could literally be anywhere around the resort because event operations is literally everywhere. Um, and then last spring, I applied for this upcoming attraction in Islands of Adventure. And I was like, okay, it's gotta be Hagrid's. I have to apply for this. I love the Wizarding World. I'm a huge Potter fan. And I always told myself if I ever worked in attractions, it'd be for the Wizarding World. So I applied, I did the interview, I got it. I was hype. Um, I tried to keep it on the down low until I transferred, but you know, things go around in departments when they're that small. Um, but yeah, I got to commission the attraction, which is the test and adjust phase. So I got to see a lot of cool things before a lot of people got to see it. And then we opened it in, in June of last year. It's, you know, it's almost been a year since it's been operating, except for obviously the past month. Um, but I loved that experience so much. Um, no matter how difficult the days are working at Hagrid's or how crowded Hogsmeade is, like I truly, truly enjoy that um, role because just the fact that I'm working in the Wizarding World makes it amazing. Um, Hagrid's is definitely a huge part of my life. Uh, you know, despite all the struggles it's been through, um, the positive reviews from guests when they get off the ride is, is probably the most satisfying thing to see, um, even on the hardest days. I love it. It's a, it's a great ride. Still not my favorite ride at Universal, though. That was a perfect segue, actually. <laughs> I was about to ask you, do you uh, what is your favorite ride at Universal? Harry Potter and the Forbidden Journey and probably will forever be Harry Potter and the Forbidden Journey. I think the, the main reason for that is one, I'm a huge Potter fan. Two, it's groundbreaking. 
um, you know, you can't even believe sometimes that ride is almost 10 years old, you know, this upcoming June, it'll hit 10 years. Um, the technology it uses with the KUKA robotic arm is amazing. And if you're a huge Potter fan, it, it encompasses literally all of the nostalgia that you would want from the series. Um, so yeah, literally gosh. my favorite ride. Yeah, gosh, it's already 10 years old. That's crazy to me. And it's still it just as cool as when it opened. Uh, I love that ride too. Um, I guess sticking with some some of your favorite things, uh, I guess, did you have any, when you were working in event operations, uh, did you have any, like, do you have any, like, favorite stories you like to tell or just, I guess, weird experiences with guests or anything that is, like, really memorable? Um, so a few cool shifts I got to work. The first, I guess, cool shift I got to work, it was literally just a drone shoot for Halloween Horror Nights 2017, but I just thought that was cool because I, I got to guard a drone, walk around the park with it. People, you know, were asking me what we were doing. We we're like, you know, just filming a promotion for Universal. And they're like looking at the drone. Um, that was cool just because, I mean, I literally got to just surround a perimeter and then people watch and then make sure that the drone was fine. That was, I don't know. I just love HHN. So the fact that I got to do that was cool. Um, Another cool thing was when Deal or No Deal did their reshooting, they did it, you know, in the sound stages at Universal Studios Florida. Uh, one of the shifts I got to work for Deal or No Deal, I was, you know, guarding a perimeter, but I got to watch a live show taping of it, which was amazing. I got to see Howie Mandel in person. It was really cool. Um, yeah, so event operations is cool because, like, you could literally be doing anything. Um, I think one of my favorite guest interactions was um, when we were working Magic of Christmas at Hogwarts Castle. Um, I don't know if you've seen it, but it has two sets of uh, pyro techniques that go off. And um, one of my favorite things was going up to little kids and you know, I would have a light wand myself, they would have their own wand and I would help them cast the pyrotechnics. Um, so it was creating like a magical moment. I'm sure I actually had more fun than the kids, but like on <laughs> deep inside, I felt great because if I was that kid, you know, I would want that to happen to me. That is the sweetest thing I've ever heard. Oh my gosh. Oh my goodness. That sounds like so much fun. And um, that's, it's both like, I guess, crazy, but at the same time, it's like, like amazing. So that's great. Yeah. Uh, I guess uh, we'll move along to uh, after the jobs and um, when the internships start rolling around. Uh, I saw that you had your uh, internships at a uh, universal creative and um, I guess, do you want to walk through, I guess, the experience and, um, for you and I guess after finally getting it, what you were able to do there? Yeah, um, as much as I can talk about, I'll let you guys know. <laughs> um, so again, Universal, dream company, creative, like almost everyone in this industry, dream company. Um, so I've actually been applying for Universal creative internships and I'm sure you guys understand since basically my sophomore year, freshman year-ish of uh, college because I knew it was something I wanted to do. As a business major, you know, things are kind of limited in terms of our internships. So uh, I've been applying for, you know, consistently the same ones. Um, I saw show production and design pop up, um, I think around December, November-ish. And I was like, you know what? It doesn't really say, you know, a specific major and it's pretty easy task. Like, I think I could get this. Um, I didn't hear back, <laughs> uh, but then I emailed, you know, one of the HR representatives, just, you know, letting her know, catching up on the Ryerson Invitational. We competed back in November, and then I was like, hey, like, I applied for these two internships. Is there any, you know, update on these? And she's like, yeah, 
I can um, send that over straight to the management team. And I was like, perfect. Um, so basically things went well, the interview went well, I got to meet my management team and then I got the internship and I was actually at Epcot this day when I found it, when I found out and I got the call. Um, so yeah, I was really excited. Um, and then I started in January and I'm still there now, just working from home. Um, just to, I guess, describe more what the role is, uh, show production and design intern. I'm doing a lot more of administrative work. I'm helping out creating presentations, file and server organization. I get to work with coordinators, associate producers, producers, our creative director. Um, and occasionally I'm collaborating with other um, type of departments within creative. Um, I'm on a project, which I can't unfortunately say what I'm working on. Um, ah. It's definitely really, really cool. Um, I think one of the coolest things I, I guess I've done, it was so easy. It was, it was a really easy you know, task in Photoshop, but um, it got to be shown to some really cool people um, up there. And even though it was like something real quick that I had to do, just the fact that, you know, I created something, it was put into something was cool. Um, so yeah, I, I love the internship. Um, it's definitely not 100% what I want to do in the industry, but regardless, it's the experience that I need. Um, I've got to meet a lot of cool people. My management team's amazing. My coordinator is actually, he was actually opened Hagrid's. He was on the creative side of it. So I get to talk to him a lot about Hagrid's. Um, I've met really cool interns. I really hope to stay friends with them after this. Um, and I've done a lot of cool things for projects that I also can't talk about. <laughs> oh, if we can only I hear know what that are. feeling. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, so many secrets. Me, I'd love Indies. to talk about it, but I yep. can't. <laughs> <laughs> I have a, this may be a little vague question, but I'll present it to you and let me know what you think. What's something you feel that you've learned um, over your time at Universal Creative, whether that be, I don't know, creatively, personally, or professionally, like um, anything that you've taken from this experience so far? Um, a few things. Shall I list all of them? For sure. Okay. Please do. Uh, first one is definitely professionalism. I mean, everyone knows that you have to be professional in whatever industry you work in. Um, but I've learned how to conduct yourself professionally, conduct efficient meetings. Um, and I've used, you know, these skills in TA UCF meetings and also that big Zoom call we had for the Theme Entertainment Club leaders check-in. Um, I think our show producer is really good at running efficient meetings. So I've taken a lot from her. Um, the other thing is uh, learning the difference between working in the behind the scenes environment versus front of house and working with guests. Um, I'm a huge advocate for operations, especially working in it for so long. So being able to experience both the behind the scenes part and the front of house part, even before I've graduated is amazing. I think it's so important to understand both perspectives. Um, how important it is to understand other disciplines you'll be working with. So obviously, you know, if you're working for a big company that's, you know, not a vendor company that focuses on one thing, if you're working for like Imagineering or creative, you're gonna be working with multiple disciplines, um, whether that's engineering, HR, operations, facility, show set, creative studio, literally everything you need to understand what your role entails and how it'll affect everyone else. Um, our creative director is actually really good at that. He has obviously an artistic background, 
Um, but, you know, we'll be working on something and he'll, you know, be like, how is that going to affect our facility team? How's that going to affect operations? And, you know, whenever they talk about operations, my heart like explodes out of my chest. Cause I'm like, yes, that's so important. Um, Cause from my perspective, you know, obviously the people who create the project is important. They're creating this, this dream of so many fans, um, but operations is, you know, the one keeping that creative intent and creating those magical moments with the guests. So um, seeing that perspective from the behind the scenes point of view was amazing. Um, I've also got to learn other things that I'm really, you know, passionate about, which is guest safety and accessibility. I've got to attend courses um, that weren't just limited to full-timers or uh, salary. As an intern, I got to attend them too. So I've got to learn a lot of cool things about, you know, guest safety and accessibility within Universal Orlando Resort. Um, and then, you know, just the fact that I got to be surrounded by people in the industry who are interested in the same things I, you know, I am makes this internship really worthwhile and super easy to make connections. You've mentioned a couple times that you're a huge Harry Potter fan. What is your house? Ravenclaw. Ooh. From another Ravenclaw? Ravenclaw? Yes, I am. Also Ravenclaw. Uh, okay. <laughs> Do we have any more? Got, Raven got some Ravenclaw representation here. Four out of six. Four? Screen. I'm not gonna lie though, I'm definitely a Ravenpuff. Once I've gotten older, I think I'm more of a Hufflepuff. I'm not. <laughs> Man, I have so much Ravenclaw merch, I can't, I, I can't transfer. <laughs> I'm a 100% uh, Hufflepuff. Like, I'm a no self going back. <laughs> I'm a self proclaimed Hufflepuff, but I did Pottermore and it gave me Gryffindor, so I was like, okay, what? was it the original Pottermore or the most recent Pottermore? How old was original? I think I was in middle school. I think so, I did it. I did it in middle school and then I did it again and it was still Gryffindor. And I was like, oh. the, uh, the original Pottermore, like you could walk through the book and create potions and stuff. And if you like left it too long, it would like explode. So then you have to redo it. I love the original Pottermore. And uh, I think it was more accurate because it gave me Ravenclaw and Hufflepuff multiple times. And then I took the most recent Pottermore and it put me in Gryffindor. And I was like, I'm pretty sure that is the least house for me, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> what interested you about your specific field and business? I know you said you were some sort of an engineering major before and then switched. Yeah. What, what kind of got you into the business side of things? Um, so yeah, this is a struggle to talk about. I really do miss engineering. I'm not going to lie. Um, despite how hard it was, I thought this was my role in this world. <laughs> um, so yeah, my spring semester of freshman year, I was taking calculus too, and I was dying. And I was like, I can't do this. I'm going to drop this class and just re-figure out my life. Um, it's funny because all throughout, you know, middle school and high school competitive robotics, I'd always somehow end up on the business side of things. And I told myself, I will never be a business major. This is not what I want. I don't want to do it. And then, you know, calculus happens. And I was like, wait, I need to reconsider my whole life. Um, and I was like, you know, I was thinking about all my strengths. And I was like, I really like organizing things. I really like seeing um, both the details and the overall picture. I'm not necessarily the best person to be focused on one type of role, whether that's like artsy or engineering or whatever it is. I, I really like more of the management side of it. And I 
should not have ignored that when I went into college. Um, so that was one thing. The second thing was, um, it was actually through TEA, we had a speaker and I think her name's Paisley Greer. Um, she was talking about her internship with WDI um, and how it was project management. And she was actually a hospital, I think she studied hospitality um, for entertainment management and also did theater or something. She had that type of background. And I was like, wait, if she can do it, like, I could probably do it too. Um, so those were my two big things was realizing, you know, what my real strengths were as a, as a person and as someone who works with other people, what were my strengths? And then also that speaker meeting made me realize like maybe I should take a different path. Um, but I definitely wanted still some type of technical or creative um, outlook. Um, so I considered, you know, minoring in robotics, but then I saw it was a lot of programming and I was like, oh man, that one time I programmed our robot in like middle school robotics, our autonomous didn't work, so maybe that's not the best idea. Um, so that's when I went with digital media. I was like, I can learn a little bit of Photoshop and stuff from here and there. So that, awesome. that was my whole journey. It was a sad time. I cried a lot. Oh no. <laughs> And I have to ask, what did you do first robotics? I did. So I love robotics. We love first um, robotics. I, yes. I um, did VEX robotics in middle school. In high school, I did VEX high school robotics. And then I also did the VEX U version. So that's the university. Um, me and my friend went through that because we were technically dual enrolled with a community college. So it passed for us to compete in the collegiate version. I did first robotics my junior year for the first time ever. Um, I volunteered at events prior. Um, and then senior year, I was co-vice president, business lead and on the chairman's team. Um, just a little flex because yeah, it's been a few years, but <laughs> I love first robotics. I was on first team 1885 from Haymarket, Virginia, Battlefield yeah. High School um, at our world championships, which that was a the year they split it in half. Um, mm -hmm. We, uh, we got uh, chairman's finalists at World. So that's really? definitely, yeah, that's definitely one of the biggest highlights of high school, uh, <laughs> especially being on the chairman's team. It was. Yeah, that's really cool. We never, we were never really much of a chairman's team. I was on team 1425 from Wilsonville, Oregon. Um, we were never a chairman's team, but my job was the entrepreneurship award. So that was oh, what yeah. I did consistently. Yeah, I love that. Um, yeah, it was actually funny. My junior year, I started out in electronics. So I don't know why I didn't look at back at high school. Like I should have been like, yeah, you started out in a technical role and then ended up business lead. Like, you know, so many mistakes <laughs> were made when I went into school for engineering. It's fine. <laughs> well, you know, life, though, the, life throws those curveballs at you. Definitely. I mean, like this pandemic. Right <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, Garrett, did you want to say something or? Um, uh, I guess my question would be, do you have any advice for anyone who might be listening who wants to get into themed entertainment? I guess two things. First thing, please understand operations if you work in this industry. Yes. <laughs> That's, yes, that's one thing. Um, I again will always be a huge advocate for operations. Um, like I said earlier, because you know they're the ones who are keeping this creative integrity throughout the park and creating the magical experiences. So you know, just consider how it'll affect the operations team. 
that's huge. Um, it might save you money in the end too. Um, second thing is network. I know everyone says this, but I didn't really believe it um, because I, one, I'm really bad at networking. It's very nerve wracking. The first networking event I went to, I cried. So mm-hmm. don't be me, do not cry. Uh, just go out there, be yourself, you know, find a good group of college students for the first try. I know that's not very encouraged, but if that's what's going to make you comfortable, that's what you have to do. Um, but yeah, networking is a huge thing. A lot of people had told me, you know, they got these internships from networking. They got these internships from knowing mm-hmm. someone. They got these internships from meeting someone at IAPA. And I was like, okay, you know, there's no <laughs> yep. way everyone did that. And then it happened to me. Mm-hmm. I used someone in HR for university relations because I competed in Ryerson. Um, and it, uh, you know, honestly, yeah, in addition to your to your qualifications, it's really important to, to know someone. Um, and even if they're not going to help you immediately, they may help you in the following year. You they know, may mentor 20, you. They may mentor you. You may work with them. Um, like in 2018, when I did Ryerson, I contacted the same HR person and I didn't hear back. And I was like, all right, fine. <laughs> and then 2019, I contacted the same person and she's the one who got me. This was it Heather? Yeah, it's Heather. We love Heather. So, you know? It just, it may not, it might not be your time at that moment, but it's important to keep those connections. And I know everyone says it, but I, as someone who didn't really believe it at first, please make connections. We have proof, everyone. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I got my internship through networking. See? There you go. <laughs> it works. We've got, we've got two testimonials right here. Yeah. You've got yeah. three. I got my internship this summer through networking through ASDM stuff. There we go. See, I need to attend ASTM. I really want to go. You really should get canceled. Yeah, it's in Georgia next fall, hopefully. Yeah, yeah. that's near Florida, so like I gotta go, man. Yeah, have you been to IAPA, Jamie? Uh yeah, I've been to the last two IAPAs. Oh, fact, cool. If you awesome. compete in Ryerson, uh, the fee for Ryerson comes with a free IAPA m- membership. So I've gone oh, for free oh, the right. past few years. Well, that's a steal. Cool. <laughs> right? Yeah, it's been great. Yeah. That's awesome. Uh, we have a little bit, little bit of time left. Um, if anyone else wants to shoot any questions or talk about anything specific, go right ahead. I think we should all go around and talk about our favorite Universal rides. Uh, yes. Yes. I love hearing everyone's Let's Let's ride. do it. All right, all right D'Angelo, let's start with you. Oh my God. Mr. Okay. <laughs> okay, put on the spot here. Uh, okay, I'm, I'm a toss up between Forbidden Journey, because I freaking love that ride so much. Um, probably, like, I'm just going to list off things, because I don't have a favorite. I just love individual rides so much. Yeah, Forbidden Journey, probably Jurassic Park, um, like, then back when it opened, and, and it was, like, fresh. Mm-hmm. Um, the original Jurassic Park? Yeah. And honestly, I adore the studio tour at in a Universal Hollywood. Underrated. Like, I don't know do why. It. It's like it's one of my like favorites, and I, I do, it doesn't get that much love. And give it more love. <laughs> well, you stole two of mine. I was gonna list a toss up between the uh, Jurassic Park when it opened, and also the Studio Tour, um, just out of sheer nostalgia. They're good rides. They're great rides. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I I really wanted to like Forbidden Journey, but uh, the first time I went on it was like opening at in Hollywood and so they hadn't quite figured out all the kinks with motion sickness yet and so I just had a a bad taste in my mouth coming off of it the first time 
I, I want to like it though. I, I've just been a little, a little scared to go back on it since then. That's a fair point. It, yeah, that's fair. It's yeah. a lot, it is a lot better now, but I mean, at the end of the day, you're still kind of getting whipped around on a giant robotic arm. So, <laughs> um, yeah, fun fact I went into Islands of Adventure one day to just to ride Hagrid's at night because it'd been a while since I did that. Yeah, Hagrid's was down, you know, it happens. And so I was like, you know what, I'm gonna, you know, drown my sorrows in riding Forbidden Journey as many times as I can. So single riders is always like walk on. Um, I kept riding and I was like, all right, I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Um, I hit, I think, ride seven in a row. And I was like, oh, I feel a little bit delusional. That's cool. (laughs) And then I ended up riding it, uh, 10 times in total and I was like all right yeah I know my peak is ride seven or eight in a row on this ride which is crazy I'm surprised I I like survived that long and then I went to go ride Flight of the Hippogriff got off Flight of the Hippogriff and Hagrid's reopened and I was like all right that pain was worth it and then I waited 30 (laughs) minutes to ride Hagrid's so that night so lucky um I I was really upset because I was in Orlando I was at Universal Orlando I think back in the summer I was visiting there for a bit and um, I really wanted to go on Hagrid's, but um, we had, it happened to be raining really hard at that time. And uh, my aunt and I were standing in line. It was really funny. It was like, you know, those downpours and it just stops. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, me being from California, it's like, what is this? That's Florida. <laughs> and uh, like, we were just waiting in line. And then it took like a, for like about an hour or so until like we ended up getting into like the first pre-show room. But it was like on that kind of off mode with um the dog just kind of walks around yeah so we were like oh yeah the, the ride's definitely down so unfortunately we couldn't get to ride it and um i'm hoping I'm sorry if i was working that day i'm really sorry <laughs> <laughs> it's okay it's all it's yeah <laughs> i really wanted to ride hagrid's um when i was there so i went to universal orlando for the first time just past iapa um and I really wanted to ride Hagrid's, but the line was three hours long. You're only there for one day. <laughs> hey, Haley, how about you? Hey, yeah. Um, so I'm going to kind of be a, a disgrace right now. I've never been to Universal in California. Um, yeah. Really? Um, really. <laughs> huh. I have been to Universal Orlando once, and that was quite a long time ago. Um, the only ride I remember riding was Hollywood Rip Ride Rocket. <laughs> um, <laughs> that's the only thing I remember doing. Uh, I spent some time in Harry Potter, the Harry Potter area, and had some interesting, uh, situations with some of those rides um so that's the only ride i remember riding so that will then be my favorite (laughs) by default Um, i'm so sorry (laughs) uh in case anybody was curious the uh my dad always gets really excited about talking about this um because we were the only two that went on the ride out of the family we both chose the song um, Kickstart My Heart, which was very fitting for the ride, <laughs> might I add. Um, that's my moment. That's <laughs> <laughs> you, Francis. Oh, boy. I'm also going to be a bit of a disgrace, as I've only been to Universal Studios once, and I 
was extremely stressed out the whole time. So I don't have a lot of like memories exactly of what happened there. But D'Angelo did mention the Jurassic Park ride, whatever it's called. I don't know exactly. And I remember going on that and I was like so surprised throughout the whole ride. And it was like very interesting. And I remember really enjoying it. I think that would have to be my favorite. Can I also give a a shout out to the um, last year for like one of our club trips, we went down to Universal Studios Hollywood and we like toured um, the like water ride, that's, not water, it's like a water show. Water, water, water world. Yeah. yeah, we like yeah. learned all about that and that was super interesting to like see how that works and then to get to watch the show, that was also a highlight. I was so sad I couldn't go on that trip. All right. Well, this is going to be kind of a longish answer, but um, yeah, I have to, I have to split my favorite in two. Like I have to split it between Hollywood and Orlando because those, I mean, those are the tour parks I've been to. Um, my favorite Hollywood park or ride. So my first memory or my most memorable trip to Universal Orlando was um, I think when I was like, God, I don't even remember how old I was. I was like 12, I think. Um, my family decided to, you know, sort of go, go all out and get like the VIP tour package. And because like my dad was with us and he hates theme parks. He never goes to theme parks and they're like, all right, well, he's, you know, he's never going to come back here ever. So we might as well. Um, and so we did that. And that was super cool. You know, they give you front of the line access to everything. They give you this like gourmet dinner and all that. But really the one ride that like really stood out to me was Transformers. That was, that was like, you know, as a 12 year old going on that ride for the first time, my mind was like, absolutely blown like I had never seen anything like that in my life like save for maybe Indy at Disneyland um but yeah and you know me and my older brother got to go on that over and over again which was an amazing experience but that's not my favorite <laughs> um my favorite in Hollywood would have to be Forbidden Journey um the first time that I went on Forbidden Journey. I was there with a friend of mine that um, was visiting from Canada and, you know, he had came like, you know, he doesn't come very often and it was, it was just a really, it was a fun time and so he had to leave early and the park was closing and there was no one in line for Forbidden Journey and so I wrote it like 12 or 13 times in a row. I, I think I lost track. Um, it, it was at the point where I was like high-fiving the, uh, the, the write-offs. <laughs> um, but yeah, that was a fun time. Um, but yeah, that's Hollywood. I mean, I love Forbidden Journey, but my overall number one favorite ride or universal ride so in in the industry, I'd say 
you know, and this is like, I guess, sort of commonly agreed upon is that there, there's a few rides that are like sort of considered groundbreaking, you know, rides. I guess Indy is one of them, Rise of Resistance, Hagrid's, um, Men in Black was one of the first interactive um, rides. But the num my number one most groundbreaking ride has to be Spider-Man. And Spider-Man, Spider-Man was sort of the precursor to Transformers. Like, it's the same ride system, but overall, it's just, it's so much better because, I mean, compared to Transformers, like, the way that it mixes, like, the, you know, the sets, the like, the physical sets and, like, the ride media and, like, all the, you know, fire, smoke effects and everything, it's just absolutely incredible. And it's just amazing that, you know, how ahead of its time I think that ride was. Um, and it still holds up today, you know. Yeah. A lot of, you know, a lot of high-profile uh, Universal Creative people got this, got their star in that ride, too. I know Thierry, uh, the head of Universal, was, like, I guess, like, a set designer on that, and he was responsible for, like, um, the ride vehicles. Oh, shoot. I don't even know what my, I guess my second one. Yeah, could you rank your, like, top three, maybe, just from, like, a, a veteran's <laughs> perspective? I feel like you know a lot more than all of us. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, crap. Now, I know my top two, and it's it's not 100% bias. I, I think they're, they're pretty good. Obviously, number one is Harry Potter Forbidden Journey for reasons stated prior and then second like i swear this is why it's such a great coaster it's groundbreaking it's a story coaster it has a great combination of thrill show set animated figures um rewritability you know front versus back motorbike versus sidecar nighttime versus daytime um now i just sound like an ad but i swear <laughs> this is not bias it's a great coaster you have to ride it um but i would like to give a shout out to the horror makeup show Oh, yes. The, the dark humor, the best. Amazing. Top tier. Um, but yeah, I mean, rides that I definitely do enjoy, Men in Black Alien Attack, I need to max oh. out on that ride. Um, obviously, Gringotts. I mean, it's not my top two out of just basically three big rides in the Wizarding World, but it's great. Walking through Diagon Alley, amazing. Um I love Revenge of the Mummy. That's really good. And um, I also really like Jurassic Park River Adventure as well. The first time I actually wrote it, kind of disappointing though, not because of the ride, but because me and my friend got on, it started, and then it started pouring rain, and <laughs> I could not see anything. And I was like, Aww. great. The YouTube POV is all I'll have to live with for a while, I guess. This is fine. <laughs> I wanted to give a special shout out to... Um... The Mummy roller coaster, Reg the Mummy, I freaking also love. And uh, honestly, anything relating to the Universal Monsters, so like the Beetlejuice show that I really miss, and like. Uh, Did you yeah. go through the Monsters House? The Universal Monsters House? Okay. I really wish we had like an hour left to talk about uh, Horror Nights <laughs> because I would. I another freaking, episode, another I, episode. I adore Horror Nights so much, and like I've always wanted to go and I've never gone. <laughs> Because I've always had like school during the time, and because I'm I'm from the Bay Area, so I never, I'm never down in LA, and I'll never get to go to Florida. So, 
sad. Yeah, you gotta go, my dude. You gotta go. Oh, this, this is so cool. The only ones I've been to were uh, the, 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 the seasonal or the year-long ones, the Walking Dead one and then in Hollywood. And then the old Rest Chamber of Horrors, or House of Horrors, excuse me, at a Hollywood. Those Rest are my favorites. <laughs> Please <Yeah>. stand <laughs> clear of the doors. Por favor, manténganse alejado de las puertas. Alrighty then. Uh, I think that's uh, all we have for, uh, for the episode today. Uh, Jamie, thank you so much for taking the time to talk to us. Uh, we appreciate it, and especially being a few hours ahead. Def, thank you for taking the time to talk with us. No problem. Thanks for inviting me. I appreciate that a lot. <laughs> yeah, of course. Uh, really quickly before we go, uh, do you have anything you want to shout out? or? Um, well, yeah. Again, thank you guys so much for, for allowing me to do this. I really appreciate it. Um, I love hearing perspectives from students in the industry. So um, being able to give my perspective to whoever listens to this is, is really honorable. I love that a lot. Um, obviously, shout out to TAECF, especially my current officer board. Um, shout out to our president, Megan. I'm obviously the vice president. Our program chair, Brittany. Our secretary, um, Billy. Our treasurer, Clayton. And our speakers and tours chair, Danielle. You guys are great. Um, yeah, everyone I've worked with at Universal, I've met, whether you're a guest or whatever, you know, thank you guys so much for making, you know, this, this you know, experience in the industry the way it is uh, for me right now. Um, and uh, here's hoping the parks reopen soon and please save Halloween and self-quarantine. So maybe D'Angelo can go to Halloween Horror Nights for once. Please. Yes. <laughs> uh, first of all, follow TEA. Let me just make sure I'm shouting out the right username. Because um, <laughs> that would be really awkward. I mean, I've been an officer for four years. I should know this, right? <laughs> I run into this issue too. <laughs> follow us, TEA, NextGen, UCF on Instagram. Uh, we sometimes post some really cool pics. I mean, you can check me out on Instagram as well. Jamie Pangolinan. Um, P-A-N-G-I-L-I-N-A-N. It's a really hard last name. I'm sorry. Uh, feel free to connect to me on LinkedIn as well. You know, the usual. Fantastic. Well, again, thank you so much for getting the time to talk to us and making this a pretty cool episode. Yeah, thank you guys so much. Appreciate it. And that'll be all for you guys today. Thank you for listening and thank you for joining us. Be sure to like and follow our podcast on Spotify and SoundCloud and follow us on social media at, at SlowCaped, Instagram, Facebook, go to check out our website. Our spring 2020 design competition is still in full swing. So, and we hope to have you back for the next episode. So stay safe, stay healthy, stay positive, and we'll see you then. Bye-bye. Bye. Remain seated, please. Permanecer sentados, por favor.